Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. Stay tuned as Greg Prince brings the Catholic newsmakers to you. Wherever it's happening in the diocese, you'll hear about it on Western New York Catholic Weekly. We present to you the Easter Sunday televised Mass from St. Joseph Cathedral, celebrated by Bishop Richard Malone, produced by Daybreak TV Productions of the Diocese, airing on WUTV Fox 29 and on cable stations throughout Western New York. You can visit Daybreak on Facebook, YouTube, and at daybreaktv.org. Our faith is the resurrection of Jesus. The three readings for today proclaim that Jesus rose from the dead. This event has consequences for all, for it is an historical event, a fulfillment of prophecy, and an invitation for new life. Presiding at this Mass is Bishop Richard Malone. Our music ministers are Donna Allen and Tom Heisey, and I'm Christina Deloya, serving as lector. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, peace be with you. And with your spirit. In the Eastern Christian churches today on Easter, the faithful greet each other with the words, Christ is risen, and the response, he is truly risen. That's my greeting to all of you as we celebrate this wonderful day of resurrection. And now, brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us. Forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who on this day, through your only begotten Son, have conquered death and unlocked for us the path to eternity, 
grant, we pray, that we who keep the solemnity of the Lord's resurrection may, through the renewal brought by your Spirit, rise up in the light of life. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Peter proceeded to speak and said, You know what has happened all over Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. He went about doing good and healing all those oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses of all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. This man God raised on the third day and granted that he be visible, not to all the people, but to us, the witnesses chosen by God in advance, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commissioned us to preach to the people and testify that he is the one appointed by God as judge of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him will receive forgiveness of sins through his name. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Rejoice and be glad. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the house of Israel say, His mercy endures forever. This is the day the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad. The right hand of the Lord has struck with power, the right hand of the Lord is exalted. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. This is the day the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad. The stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done, it is wonderful in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians. Brothers and sisters, if then you were raised with Christ, seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. 
Think of what is above, not of what is on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ your life appears, then you too will appear with him in glory. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. Very early when the sun had risen, on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb. They were saying to one another, Who will roll back the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back and was very large. On entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a white robe, and they were utterly amazed. He said to them, Do not be amazed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, the crucified, He has been raised. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go and tell his disciples and Peter, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him as he told you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It was nearly dawn And those women who always seemed his most loyal friends approached the tomb with customary spices to anoint the body of their friend. As they drew near in the morning mist, nothing, nothing could have prepared them for the wondrous and confusing shock that awaited them. The tomb was open And then as they entered those angelic words that must have frozen them in their tracks, you seek Jesus of Nazareth, the crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Go and tell his disciples he's going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. And then in the days to follow, they began wondrously to encounter him, their friend Jesus, The same, yet so very different, glorified now, the scriptures tell us, risen Savior, dazzling, strong, conqueror, and full of peace. 
and the hidden mystery of this one's divinity suddenly bursts open in their hearts like a million golden sparks as he walked with them, spoke with them, finally, as he had done three nights before, drew them around himself and shared some bread. Now the past started to make sense. The pieces of the puzzle coming together. Now the fullness of their friend's identity became clearer and hope was restored. In short order at Pentecost, this once dispirited little band would know the surge of power and courage that bloomed into the many apostolic communities of Corinth and Ephesus and Rome, the early dioceses, the beginning of the church that you and I together continue to be right here in western New York. Night was over, dawn had come, darkness could never be final again. And so it comes down to us here, disciples of the Lord in our time. In the words of Peter to the amazed crowd, we are the Lord's witnesses now. We recall how the Lord has been walking with us along the way of our lives in happy times and sad. And we come here to celebrate again the breaking of the bread and in so doing to recognize in our midst the presence of the risen Lord. And as we gather here, just as Jesus knew the troubles and anxieties, the lingering doubts of his first disciples, so also he understands ours, including the difficult times in which our diocese finds itself right now. And his word to us is, peace be with you. Why are you troubled? He reminds us that he has died and risen for forgiveness of our sins. He calls to preach and teach in his name, and he leaves us with the words, you are witnesses of these things, you and I. So go and witness. Tell the world about Jesus risen. As we say at the end of Mass, go and announce the gospel of the Lord. The world needs to hear the message of his joy, of his peace, of his hope. As is our custom on Easter, we renew now the promises of our baptism. Please respond, whether here in the chapel or at home, with the words, I do. Do you renounce Satan? I do. And all his works? I do. And all his empty show? I do. Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? I do. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered death and was buried, rose again from the dead, and is seated at the right hand of the Father? I do. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? I do. May Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given us new birth by water and the Holy Spirit and bestowed on us forgiveness of sins. Keep us by his grace in Christ Jesus our Lord for eternal life. Amen. Amen. 
And now, so grateful, we gather in the presence of the risen Lord, we bring to the Father our petitions. That the Church may boldly and faithfully proclaim the resurrection of Christ to those who do not yet believe in it. We pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. That the leaders of our nations and world may give priority to those with greatest need in the distribution of the world's basic resources. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That in the light of Christ's victory over death, nations may work together to overcome violence against all, especially the poor, the weak, and the unborn. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That the newly baptized and confirmed and those received into full communion with the Catholic Church may continue to grow with this community in worship and service. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That those who have died may one day share in the promise of new love, won for us by the resurrection. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For victims of sexual abuse, that they receive the deep healing that only God can give. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Gracious Father, hear us this day, and in the power of the resurrection, give us grace to live as Christians with integrity, so that others may be drawn to your love. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Easter Sunday night, the glorified Jesus appeared to the ten apostles. Judas, by this time, is dead, of course, and Thomas is missing. And when they tell Thomas what has happened, Thomas simply cannot accept it. He can't believe it. So, a week later, our Lord appears again, and this time gives Thomas proof that he really has risen. And then he rings from Thomas the wonderful profession of faith and realization now, my Lord and my God. But then the gospel writer, thinking of us that would come generation and years later, says, blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. And that's when our Lord was thinking of all the people who would not have walked and talked with him in person, but who would have the faith to believe. An interesting saying of Jesus is, What do you think? When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Another interesting prayer of the apostles is this. On one occasion, the apostles come to Jesus, and their prayer is, 
increase our, not as you would expect, love or even hope, but faith. Their prayer is simply, Master, increase our faith. I would like to talk about faith and relate it to prayer. I noticed with some embarrassment a long time ago that I began to wonder just how active and vital my own faith is. For example, someone would ask me to say a prayer for someone in the hospital. I might even visit that person in the hospital and realize the person is more dead than alive. It's just a matter of time. But I would dutifully say the prayer. Many months later, I might run into the person who asked me to pray, and the person would say that the friend is better and thank me and thank so many people for their prayers that the doctor is calling it a miracle that the person has recovered. And here was my reaction. You mean your friend that I saw in the hospital is better? Why, why that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. That person was almost dead. Then I began to realize, well, why am I so surprised? When I prayed, was I praying with the expectant faith that that person really could recover? And I realized that we don't always pray with an activated, vital, on-fire faith. For example, very often we pray out of a sense of duty. Someone says to me, would you say a prayer that my husband finds work? Well, I'm not going to say, I'm sorry, I'm all filled up. See if you can find someone else. Of course I'm going to say the prayer out of a sense of Christian duty, and that's a good motive. Or, another occasion, someone says, would you say a prayer for my mother who's in the hospital? Well, I didn't know that. The mother's a very good friend of mine. I love her dearly. So, of course, I say the prayer out of my love for this woman. And that's a good motive. Another motive, aside from duty and love, might be desire. Let's see that I feel I am called to become a missionary. I'm going to resign my position at Stella Niagara, and I'm going to go off to the foreign missions. That's the call I'm receiving. I even know which missionary territory I want to go to. I think I want to do missionary work in the Hawaiian Islands. That's what I want to do. I mean, somebody's got to do it, and I want to do it. So, I pray with a tremendous sense of desire. Oh, how I want this. I want this with my whole heart, with my whole soul. And that's a good motive. But none of them are enough. Praying out of a sense of duty, not enough. Out of a sense of love, not enough. Out of a sense of desire, not a love. What's missing? Faith. Do I really believe there is a connection between my prayer and the power of God to bring about what I've been asking? It's a vital, activated faith. Do you remember the time that the two blind men came to see Jesus? Here they are helping one another, falling feeding along the side of the road, following the noise of the crowd, until finally they're standing before the master. The people nudged them and said, go ahead and speak. 
And the two men say, Master, we want to see. And Jesus asks them a strange, even an outrageous question. Jesus asks them, Well, do you believe that I can do this? Well, what a question to ask. I mean, they've come a long way. Obviously, they must believe. They didn't go to any of the apostles. They didn't go to John the Baptist. They're coming to Jesus because they have heard that Jesus had healed and restored sight to other blind men and other blind women. So they're shocked by the question, but only for a second they say, do we believe? Why, yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, we really do believe. And it's just enough to stir up, to activate the faith that is there. And then Jesus reaches forward, touches them, and heals them. Many times our Lord would say, your faith has healed you. Remember when our Lord left town at Nazareth, it was part of the will of God that Jesus be no different from any other young man his age in town. He might have been a little more pious than the average young man, but nothing special about him. Well, he's gone from Nazareth six months, maybe a year, and rumors begin to trickle back to the little village. Did you hear about Jesus? Which Jesus do you mean? The one who lived down the road, the one whose father was a carpenter who's dead now, and the widow, the mother, still lives in town? Oh, yes. Well, what about him? Well, you know, since he left town, there's rumors coming back that he's some kind of a faith healer. He's a traveling rabbi talking in synagogues, and the good news, he's coming home next week to see his mother. He'll probably do all kinds of special things here in the hometown. Well... He comes back home. They take a look at him. He doesn't look any different. All they recall is our Lord Jesus growing up with their sons, with their daughters, and they just can't accept the fact that this Jesus that they know so well, seeing him in the carpenter shop with Joseph, is the same one that can work wonders, and they just don't believe. And there's a sad line in Scripture. It says, Jesus worked few signs there. If there was any place where he would want to do many, many things, it would be in his own hometown, but he does not. Unless we wonder why not, 2,000 years later, Scripture gives that reason too, because there was so little faith. That's why. So, I'd like to pray for a couple seconds with you now, and let us activate the faith that's there. Let us bring that faith to the surface. Think of something that you are praying for, and maybe you're doing it out of a sense of duty and love and desire. Now, stir up your faith. Do you believe the prayer you are about to say? There's a connection between that prayer that can touch the heart of God to bring about what you're asking. So as soon as it happens, you'd be able to say, oh, thank God, my prayer did touch the heart of God. Let us pray for whatever it is that you wish to have happen and pray with faith.
What do you think? When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Lord, increase our faith. On this Easter Sunday and during the Easter season, you and I ordinarily say to each other, Happy Easter! And we wish each other the joy of the resurrection. We can learn something from our brothers and sisters in the Eastern Catholic churches. Because on Easter, they say to each other, Christ is risen! And the answer is, He is truly risen. And so I say to you, Christ is risen, he is truly risen, and I wish for you and all of your loved ones the joy, the peace, the hope of the risen Lord. God bless you all. You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly, produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo, with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. If you have a comment about this week's program or need more information about anything you hear on Western New York Catholic Weekly, call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org. Our email address again is radio at buffalodiocese.org or call 847-8744. You can visit the Western New York Catholic and the Diocese of Buffalo online at buffalodiocese.org. And be sure to join Greg Prince again next week for Western New York Catholic Weekly.